Welcome to Face Your Faith. I hope that this topic study will help you grow deeply in your relationship with God, to be fearless in your faith, and to present others the Word of God in freedom and in peace. Our topic today is anger. We will examine both godly and human-driven anger and where anger can take us both for good and for bad. Let's start off by looking at the dictionary definition of anger. And the dictionary says, a strong feeling of displeasure and usually of antagonism, opposition of a conflicting force, a threatening or violent appearance or state, a violent action. And that certainly sounds just like anger, although I find this definition to be just that, a definition of words. As most of us know all too well, Anger cannot truly be defined as it is so much more than a definition. After all, anger is a physical expression and is most often not an emotion that can be contained very well. As we know all too well, anger is physically hard on the body, leading to all kinds of health problems when experienced and lived out on a regular basis. Mayo Clinic had some very fascinating tips that they published in 2020, and I wanted to read those to you. First, Mayo Clinic says to keep anger at bay, think before you speak. Two, once you're calm, express your anger. Three, get some exercise. Four, take a time out. Five, identify possible solutions. Six, don't hold a grudge. Seven, use humor to release tension. Eight, practice relaxation skills. And nine, know when to seek help. These are fascinating findings. And Mayo Clinic is absolutely right in their study. But let's take a look at another source of taming anger and look at the published study from God in the Bible. So the first on Mayo Clinic's list was think before you speak. James 1, 19 through 20 says, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of a man does not produce the righteousness of God. Number two, Mayo Clinic said, once you're calm, express your anger. Proverbs 14, 29, whoever is slow to anger has great understanding. And to follow that up, Ephesians 4, 26 says, be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Mayo Clinic said for number three, get some exercise. First Timothy 4, 8, for while bodily training is of some value, Godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. It is quite clear that spiritual exercise is the most important workout we can do. Number four, Mayo Clinic said to take a time out. Psalm 116.7, return, O my soul, to your rest, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. Number five, Mayo Clinic said, identify possible solutions. Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Mayo Clinic said for number six, don't hold a grudge. Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Number seven, Mayo Clinic said, use humor to release tension. Proverbs 15, 13, a glad heart makes a cheerful face. Number eight, Mayo Clinic said, practice relaxation skills. 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your anxieties on him, 
because he cares for you. Number nine, Mayo Clinic said, know when to seek help. And that is so important. Psalm 34, 17, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all of their troubles. Each of these action items by Mayo Clinic, again, are absolutely correct and are foundations of God's word. And yet we often seek outside help and approval for when we suffer instead of going to God first. The Bible has the answers and they are there. They have been there. It just takes us to go and look into God's word and seek his help. Does that mean we don't need medical professionals? Absolutely not. Does that mean we don't need help from other people? Absolutely not. But we should, as believers, certainly go to God if we claim we trust him for the many miracles that we want to see in our lives and to go to his word and definitely seek guidance from God. We see plainly the Bible is just as much a medical journal on just how to live and treating our bodies and what can and often happens when we don't, for better or for worse. Now let's look at the effects of anger on the body. There is evidence that anger and hostility is linked with heart disease, high blood pressure, peptic ulcers and stroke. Uh, research also suggests that inappropriately expressing anger, such as keeping anger pent up, can be extremely harmful to our health. Suppressing anger appears to make chronic pain worse while expressing anger reduces pain, again, according to Mayo Clinic. The constant flood of stress chemicals and associated metabolic changes that go with ongoing unmanaged anger can also eventually cause harm to many different systems of the body. Some of the short and long-term health problems that have been linked to unmanaged anger include headaches, digestive problems such as abdominal pain, which is most common, insomnia, increased anxiety, depression, high blood pressure, skin problems, heart attack, and stroke. This list by Victoria, Australia, Department of Health. More evidence of how unmanaged anger damages the body. The following are increased when we are angry. Heart rate, arterial tension, blood glucose, virus infected cells, incidence of cancer, interocular pressure or eye pressure. The following when you're angry are decreased. Thyroid function, number of natural killer cells, eyesight, blood flow, metabolism, and bone density. This according to the National Institute for the Clinical Application of Behavioral Medicine. Now, one would think that after listening to all of the health effects of anger and the many we are still probably completely unaware of, would force us to stop and strongly consider just how and when we become angry. Yet anger is so pervasive throughout the world in each of us. And we know this because God discusses anger at great length with us throughout the Bible. He knows it damages our bodies, relationships with each other, and perhaps most importantly, how it damages our relationship with him. It is important, however, to remember, nowhere in the Bible does God tell us not to get angry. He simply states, be slow to anger. Don't be easily angered. Don't be quick tempered. Anger is indeed acceptable in the sight of God but must be managed in a God-honoring manner. Where's the proof? Right here in this published study by the great physician God himself. Proverbs 14, 29. 
Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who has a hasty temper exalts folly. Ephesians 4.26, again we read earlier, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. James 1.19, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Ecclesiastes 7.9, be not quick in your spirit to become angry, for anger lodges in the bosom of fools. Proverbs 19.11, good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. Proverbs 16.32, whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. Proverbs 15.18, a hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger quiets contention. And our example is led by God himself. Psalm 103.8, The Lord is merciful and gracious. He is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. With that, we are also instructed to just be quiet and keep it to ourselves. Keep the anger from spilling over, managing it ourselves with God. And here are our instructions on improper anger that is not God-honoring. How do we manage our anger? How do we refrain from anger? the instruction that we need to control our tempers. Psalm 37, 8, refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself. It tends only to evil. James 1:20. for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Ephesians 4:31. let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Proverbs 29.11, a fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds back. Colossians 3.8, but now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Proverbs 22.4, make no friendship with a man given to anger, nor go with a wrathful man. Proverbs 29.22, a man of wrath stirs up strife, and one given to anger causes much transgression. Proverbs 25.28 says, a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. But there is still one critical area that we must take a good look at. What causes the anger within us to boil up? What causes the fighting and the rage that is so prevalent? Let's listen to the following. First on our list is greed. Proverbs 28:25, a greedy man stirs up strife, but the one who trusts in the Lord will be enriched. Hypocrisy, Luke 6:41. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Jealousy. Proverbs 27:4 says, wrath is cruel, anger is overwhelming. But who can stand before jealousy? Envy, Proverbs 14.30. A tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. Isn't that interesting that we read in one of the health side effects earlier that bone density is affected by anger. And when we are envious, we are angry 
of what we cannot have that others do. And here it states clearly that a non-angry heart, a tranquil heart gives life to the body, but envy makes the bones rot. What sums up quarreling and fighting among us? James 4, 1 through 3. Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. And when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. In part two, we will be looking into how anger can also be driven by our upbringing and how we are to deal with that. This is certainly a major problem for many on the planet and has been so for centuries. We will also cover how to deal with past hurts and anger that we have chosen to carry along with us into adulthood and what is righteous anger. What does it look like? Just what does God expect us to do with hurts that have developed into anger over parents, siblings, friends, perhaps even the world? Let's pray. Most gracious Father, we come to you with often angry, bitter, resentful hearts, demanding that you fix us and make us feel better and take us out of our misery. Father, we thank you for not catering to our very shallow desires of such requests. Thank you for not enabling us in our selfish ways. Thank you for allowing us to struggle until we see what you need us to see, and that is you. Help us to come to you and ask for help. Help us in our state of anger that we may be driven to your side and repent. Open our ears and our eyes that we may see and hear your good and perfect will for us in peace and free from bitterness. And we ask all this in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior and Perfector of our attitudes. If you are joining us by podcast, please visit our website at www.faceyourfaith.com for more information and resources.